on today's show, the Dallas Mavericks started the season 4-0. They're 6-6 six six since then. I've got some things I'm concerned about. Reggie's got some things he's concerned about. Why are the Mavericks losing the minutes with Luka Doncic on the court? We'll talk about that and more in today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Maps your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let me know in the comment section what's one thing you're concerned about? One. Don't list a bunch of, just give me one thing you're concerned about in the comment section below. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to $100. And joining me from 105.3 The Fan, what you got for me, Reggie Atatula? I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. I only ate two plates on Thanksgiving. Oh. And yeah, I used to eat three, four. I, I yeah, in the, in the prime, how many plates? Yeah, like three or four on Thanksgiving <laughs> Day, and then we run it back the next day. I, I just, I'm, I'm getting old, and it's not about restraint. I'm just, I can't do it. I tried. Yeah, but I feel like we used, we used to eat Thanksgiving a little earlier. Like we would start at like one or something, which is, which is early for some people. But like if mom was ready at, with stuff at one, you'd eat the rest of the day. And so like, I don't know, I'd have like six or seven plates throughout the day because you're just eating like the whole day throughout. That's right. It. Yeah, and now I'm like, now all I'm like of that. All of that was in consideration. We started about one or two, <laughs> and I got two plates in. Um, wow! And, so you just ate two normal ass meals and a significant sleep. So <laughs> oh, and a nap in. Wow, that's right. So wow. yeah, I'm just I'm just old now. He's, I'm okay he's washed. I've come he's to washed. terms with it. Oh my gosh, um, Reggie may be washed. The Mavericks are not not quite yet. They're not they're not there yet. But there are some yeah. things that we're concerned about. The last the last uh, twelve games for the Mavericks, they're six and six. So they're about they're about a two plater, right? They're about a two plater plater team. They're That's not right. e- they're not eating at all in front of them, but they're they're getting some things done. And so Reggie and I are going to do this thing that Isaac and I used to do a lot, where we're each going to share three things we're concerned about. We haven't talked to each other about what the things are, um, and so we're just going to go back and forth and share. And if some of them are the same, then the, we we're very very concerned about these things if we both if we both agree on them. Let's start with this one. Currently, right now, see, entire season considered. The Dallas Mavericks are losing the minutes when Luka Doncic is on the court. When he is playing, the Mavericks right now are a minus 0.3 net rating. So they're barely, just barely getting outscored with Luka on the court. Wait, hold on. You said with Luka off the court? Luka on the court. I don't understand what you're saying. Wait, on, okay. The Luka minutes, not the non-Luka minutes. The ones when Luka is on the court. So Luka Doncic is playing and everyone else is, there's four other players with him. And then when Luka sits, you know, so it's about 1,200 possessions, which is a lot. That's like 12 full games basically at this point. When Luka's on the court, it's about 117 offensive rating, 117 defensive rating. They're allowing, they're scoring and allowing about 117 points per 100 possessions. Okay. It's, that's a pretty good offense. That's a bad defense which is where they are right now. And so I'm concerned about this. Luca is an amazing player. The Mavericks right now, though, are losing the minutes when he's on the court. The starting five is losing about three points per 100 possessions. Their offense just hasn't really gotten out of the gate yet. The starting five of Luca, Kyrie, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, and Derek Lively, they're only about 109 
offensive rating, which is just like, that's just not good enough, especially yeah. with Luca and Kyrie both on the floor. Like that group just hasn't really worked out offensively. And so I'm concerned about these minutes. Is this a valid concern? I feel like from your response, it is a valid concern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, with the best player on your team and one that for the last four years, it feels like been perpetually clamored for to be an MVP candidate. Um, a neutral, a neutral, uh, you know, Basically, net rating yeah. there is not what you want, uh, particularly when it comes to um, the ways in which people have discussed the beginning of this being a soft schedule and those types. No, that's that is wild to consider. But if I mean, if you break it down and you talk about it in the ways that you did, right? Pretty good offense, bad defense. That's what we've been talking about, isn't it? And so it does line up with one of the things that I've been concerned about, which is I don't know that even if the execution is right, they can get the defense right. Because I think mm. that's ultimately what ends up making these minutes bad, right? Luka Doncic can create offense. We've seen it time and time again. It's can they play defense behind him and not only him. Now you have Kyrie Irving, who is also a defensive, I think largely we would agree, a defensive uh, liability. And so with that being the case, we're asking a lot of three players and in reality one player to try and make up a lot of that. And it feels like there's been a lot of lack of perimeter getting in there so i do wonder how much of that that fact you know that factors in um where where are you feeling because like obviously you have the numbers here but like when it comes to what is creating that what what are you anticipating what are you thinking is it just the defense in in the same way that i think yeah i wouldn't call Kyrie a liability on defense though he's been he's been a lot better than i expected him to be sure the thing is you don't want Kyrie to be like putting out a ton of defensive energy you want you need him to be to be there too like to like fulfill the offense when Luca is off the court. The problem is right now, it, like the offense is not good enough for how bad the Mavericks are defensively with Luca on the court and whoever else is, is with him. Mm-hmm. I think the problem stem from first of all that starting five. They just haven't gotten out to good starts. They haven't really clicked fully with that. Um, 109 offensive rating is it's just bad. Like this, that's honestly bad. It's not even like yeah. bad for the Mavericks. It's like not even bad on on the curve that is the Mavericks being a, one of the top five offenses in the NBA. It's bad for like a, a unit. Sure. <laughs> so that one they still got to figure out. And then, you know, like when Luca is on and Kyrie is off, that number goes all the way down to 114. Like they're they're worse. And so I, there's something yeah. about the Luca offense. There's nobody else. It doesn't feel like anyone else is really stepping up in that. And uh, and no one's stepping up defensively at all. Basically. Sure. Besides lively, lively is the, we'll talk about lively in a minute. One another one of my concerns a little bit. Later. Yeah. But the Mavericks, right? They they have to be a really good offense. And if they're not being an excellent, like really really good top five level offense with Luca on the court, which they're not fully right now, uh, I've got concerns. I've got a lot of concerns about that. The Mavericks are not winning the minutes with Luca on the court right now. You can point to a number of things, right? To go back to your question, like why why is this? I think the the lack of, of ball movement, I think, catches up to them eventually. Yep. And I think it did definitely uh, against the Clippers the other night where, okay, they just go, all right, Luca, you just win your one-on-one matchup. We're going to play the Clippers the way that we've played them. And if they're not going to throw doubles, double teams at us, you just win your one-on-one because you can cook everybody on this team. You can cook Zubats. You can cook James Harden. You can cook right. Westbrook. And then Westbrook was like, no, I can cook you too. Like, <laughs> I'll marinate you and I'll season you and I'll put you all up and – and so, I mean, tis the season, you know, when, when they just season, just make sure you season your food. Yep. And as, but as long as they're, they're just running that, like the Grant Williams is not touching the ball for like 40 minutes. It feels like he's taking a couple shots. He took his first shot. I think I wrote, he took his first shot in like the third quarter or something like that. And for an offense to really work and to be as, as ex- excellent as they need it to be, you've got, they've got to create other shots besides just Luca and just right. Kyrie creating their one-on-one stuff. Like it just can't only be on that. 
And so, yeah, like we can complain about the offense. The defense is still the problem, which we've, we've talked about many right. times over and over again. Like if that, if the defense was even average, like they would be, still be winning those minutes, but they're not. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's a whole different thing to talk about. But <laughs> offensively, I think one of the things as well is I remember vividly, and I believe it was early in the Lakers game. One of the instances where you get the defense to start leaning and the ball does not snap around fast enough to where you allowed mm. the defense to recover. And I think that's part of it. In addition to, I think in the last five games, you look at all the shooting percentages, even Grant Williams is shooting like 31%. Like I don't, I don't know how many people are shooting above 34% um, from deep when it comes down to uh, the last five games. And so, I mean, that's arbitrary, you know, line of delineation, but I think it kind of proves the point where you start hot with everybody kind of shooting. Well, all right, this works. When you yeah. don't have that shot making on the outside, it feels like a lot of this is predicated on that outside of just Luca do your thing, which wasn't that the whole that was the whole issue over, you know, a couple of years is that Luca is doing too much by himself and you need other things. You have some semblance of other things around him. It has to work consistently, which is like, is is this a team that can do that consistently? Is also because I mean, one of the guys you're dependent on to knock down shots is Derrick Jones Jr. Is he a consistent shot maker? That's a question. Grant Williams, I know that he hasn't had that role to be consistently a starter and do that. I think that he's capable of it, but then that's another question. So I think, no, it's it's a it's a fair thing to be concerned about in my in my thought uh, that you're going to have it look like, and you look at any box score, and it's going to be three guys with most of the points. It's going to be Kyrie, Luke, and Tim Hardaway Jr. And I imagine you understand that winning that way is cool, but it needs to spread out a little bit more. Yeah, to your point, last five games. By the way, the Mavericks are one and three. Or, yeah, they're one and two and three, right? In those? One, more. One more game. Yeah, last last five games, they're two and three in those. And Luca is shooting just about 32% on nine threes a game. Tim Hardaway uh, or Grant Williams is shooting 31%. Josh Green shooting 31%. So, like, yeah, they've, they've had some of these guys that have been really good to start the year kind of really cool off yeah. in this. And so that definitely affects the offense, too. And so one thing I'm concerned about. The Mavericks are losing the minutes when Luca's on the court. Something to watch. It's, you know, there's still tons of game in front of us. There's still a lot of of time for the Mavericks to fix some of that kind of stuff. They've had just some really bad games where they've just gotten destroyed. And so like those are going to skew these numbers a lot. So they haven't, you know, they haven't gotten that when, when the Mavericks are winning games and dominating games, he doesn't play, yeah. right? Like they, they sit him out at the end of the fourth quarter. Right. So th- this it tends to be more negative than it is positive in some of these. So definitely something to watch. And we'll continue to watch here on lockdown Mavs. But coming up a couple more things we're concerned about, including why does the Mavericks defense fall off a cliff so far? When Derek Lively sits, we'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Go to Prize Picks, see what's available for you, and you can pick two to six players and more or less on the projections for a player. And you can pick uh, NFL, NBA, you can pick NFL like yards, touchdowns scored, um, yards receiving, all kinds of stuff. Right now, they've got one for Monday Night Football. I can pick Justin Fields, 196 and a half passing yards. I don't know why if I've, I start betting on the if I start putting putting money down on the on the on the Bears it's maybe a thing I need to reconsider but you can do it if you want if you are a Bears fan out there you can do that uh I'm gonna say less on Justin Fields Josh Dobbs 237 and a half passing yards give me more on that one if I just do those two let's say I want to watch that game and I want to have some fun with it I put down 20 bucks I can win 60 if I put down 100 bucks on it I can win 300 on the power play so go check it out see what's available they also have a reboot policy will they reboot one of your players if they get injured in the first half go to pricepix.com slash lockdown NBA use the code lockdown NBA for our first deposit match up to $100 again pricepix.com slash lockdown NBA 
Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support us, get text alerts and uh, and get ask me questions, get texts on Maps rumors, watch film with me, and more. Subscribe to the subtext. Click the link in the description or text the number on the screen or in the description. Uh, subscribe, and it'll help support the show. All right, Reggie, let's get into some more things we're concerned about. Give me one of your things you're concerned about. Um, I think I started talking about a little bit. I believe so. Um. One of the things that's tough for me is I think that the, I mean, you talked about the Luca on minutes. I was thought, thinking a little bit about the Luca off minutes uh, when it comes to Kyrie Irving leading the show. And it it's a question that I have more than anything is I wonder how, how good this, this, you know, say, I guess second unit or whatever is like the depth of this team, because you have, you know, we know that the the big room is, you know, kind of light. You know, the wing room ends up being a little light and you have a ton of guards. And so you end up being smaller once you take Luke off the court. And the thing about Kyrie I always talk about is he's like an incredible shot maker. And like one of the best I've ever seen. And one of the reasons why that is because like he gets a chance and he displays that a ton because he takes difficult shots. And so one thing it feels like is it doesn't, it, he ends up not getting as much like creation for others and you end up seeing a lot of difficult shots being taken. Right. Um, yeah. And so like even him getting downhill, it seems like he's often, once he gets close to the hoop, he's still shooting over somebody or something. And so one of the things I'm concerned about is just kind of like the diet of shots, particularly when it comes to the second team, even if they're getting up and they're running, it still feels like sometimes they're getting a lot of difficult shots. They're working though. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that their offensive rating when Luca is off and Kyrie is on is like 127.9, which is just right. insane. It's out there, but I think there's some reasons for it. Like it just doesn't look the same because they they move the the ball around a little bit more. And I know that there are some Kyrie stands out there that have been real big on the Mavericks aren't using Kyrie right. They're not letting him cook. They're not letting and it's and it's some of the stuff that you're seeing is that. Yeah. They're seeing he's starting off the ball a lot, and he's allowing them to move the ball around, allowing other guys like Tim Hardaway and Josh Green and Exum and other guys to start the ball so that other guys can touch it. That's the big difference between the Luka offense and the Kyrie offense right now is that the Luka offense gets a little stagnant. And so if Luka's not 100% killing on all cylinders, you know, shooting 30% or so from three the last couple of games, then all of a sudden it bogs down a little bit more than, than it would. The problem with the Kyrie minutes right now and like Luca off is the defense then falls out sure. because he, they, they don't play Kyrie and Derek Lively as much as they play Luca and, and Derek Lively with Kyrie off the court. And so like Kyrie's out there with, yeah, these really small lineups with Tim right. and Josh Green and Dwight Powell and maybe Grant Williams, maybe Derek Jones Jr. But that's it. And they're really not trying to, they're not putting out their best defensive lines because they do have all these guards and trying to figure out what to do with them. And so that's where that's where the Kyrie minutes. Kyrie minutes have actually been positive, which is kind of kind of wild. That's been a, a swing from the beginning of the season. Well, I, I mean, look, I'm willing to absolutely be good with that. I think really the thing is just like I look at the shots. The shot profile feels tough. But look, man, yeah. if the shots are going down, ultimately that works. And that's I mean, that's been Kyrie's whole career. If the shots go down and the shots have for the most part. So it's just I again, one of those things where it looks different. But I guess also the defense, you know, the defense filtering in maybe makes me feel a little some type of way about it. Well, they're not getting anything at the rim. They're shooting like 29% of their shots at the right. rim when, when Kyrie is, is on and, and Luca is off. Right. They're taking like 40% of their shots from threes. So they're, they're, I mean, they're getting a bunch of jumpers, like you say. And so right now they're going down and it's going well. There you go. Look, I mean, I honestly always advocate for like getting downhill and getting like rim pressure, which there is some level of rim pressure, but there's not like finishing at the rim nearly as much. 
uh, because that's the type of stuff that sustains through, you know, the cold stretches of shooting, which you've seen over the last five games. And so that that's the thing that continues that I guess I've continued to kind of keep my eye on. Uh, but I guess, again, the numbers are in a place where I don't know if I need to be concerned about it. But it's a thing that I guess I, one of the things that I've realized is like I watch NBA TV and see old games and realize just how different the game is. And I think that yeah, might really. be one of those kind of old hold, holdovers in my head where I'm like, like, I need you to get to the rim and do just, more of that. The thing about numbers, and like I bring up a ton of numbers, I know this sure. on the show, and I, I I tend to like lean on them too much sometimes, is that the numbers can lie to you sometimes because just because their their offensive rating is incredible right now doesn't mean like right now, Kyrie on and Luca off, 128 offensive rating. Incredible, insane. That's right. Luca on, Kyrie off, 114. Good, but not like great offensive rating. Does that mean that Kyrie is like the best offensive player and Luca is not? Right? Like I think clearly at- I think clearly it does. It could be the difference between like a could be the difference between <laughs> some threes going down or, or sure, not. And so sure. if it doesn't look right to you, then you know it doesn't just because the numbers say that hey, it's going well right now, then if the shot profile is not there, then hey, it, it could turn it could turn. The beginning of the season, it wasn't working out. And so and now it is a little bit more. It's different. They also play these these all like four guard oops, all guards together sometimes with those lineups. <laughs> and so then it's just like, okay, well now everybody can get a shot off. Right. And so then the offense, of course, is gonna be good, but the defense has been been lacking. Um, before we move on to talk about Derek Lively, I've got to ask. Yes. This is not one thing I wrote down. I I thought about it in several different ways and couldn't couldn't come up with a full one. But that feels like all of my Is it time to be concerned about Jason Kidd? When do, when do you decide, all right? Huh. I'm concerned about Jason Kidd and the direction he's taking this team. That's a great question that, funny enough, I think I started the Jason Kidd tenure with that question consistently, right? Like, all yeah. right, let's do that. And I think I just kind of got comfortable with, like, he is here and it is what it is. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's just the Western Conference final run gave him a level of validity where you just go, all right, cool. Like, even though he says crazy things in the post game sometimes or whatever, <laughs> like, all right, cool. We'll rock with this. Oh, I he, have- he says what? I'm not playing. I'm watching just like you guys. Yeah, stuff like that. Stuff like that that lets uh, the raccoon squad get after him. Oh, uh, but no, I, I have not thought about that. And I think it's a really good question. At any given time, the question is not, should you fire this coach? Is why should this coach remain? And so I do think that there is, there's worthwhile like questions to be asked in that regard. Um, and I'm not certain. Like I, My answer is, I don't know. But it's something that now that you bring it up, it's a good question. I probably need to be like framing more things in that context. I think as of right now, if you're just looking at the basketball, which m- most fans do, they they just look at the basketball side and just say, "All right, well, he's not he's not bringing enough to the basketball side of things." Then mm-hmm. he's got you know he's got to go. Fire fire Jason Kidd quotes are all over you know, our YouTube comments and our subtext line and like everything. They're all over the place. Of course, they've been right. f- since the beginning. And with every coach that's ever existed in sports, in sports ever, I'm sure that the, of course the McCarthy quote, the like fire McCarthy was coming forever, and then this year they're probably probably quieter, right? You're hired to be fired in sports, man. Absolutely, especially as a coach. The thing, the thing about Jason Kidd though is it's not as simple as the X's and O's. He's got a little bit more. He's not just a coach they brought in as all right, run the X's and O's, be out there. He's more on the level of the level of like a in, level of involvement. I'll say that as like a Popovich or a Spolstra of like a, Hey, you're part of this now. Dirk that like brought you in basically. And like mm-hmm. checked off, checked off your name and guess who else checked off Luca and, and Kyrie. And to keep For both sure. those guys For happy sure. is something that not everybody can do. If you want to get the best X's and O's guys out there, like 
bring in Mark Dagnall from the Thunder. He, I think he's doing an incredible job with the Thunder right now. The X's and O's, I think, are better than what Jason Kidd's bringing right now because that team plays better and harder and all that. Is Mark Dagnall going to come in and be able to, like, make sure Luca and Kyrie are both, like, good and, and all that and, like, right. earn the respect from them? He's, he's like, 38 years old. <laughs> he's like, or Will Hardy or whoever. Name anybody out there. I think that's the thing that Jason Kidd and the gravitas of who Jason Kidd is means a little bit more. And so I I give him a little bit more leeway for that, even if sometimes the basketball side of it, where I don't know if he's challenged to play in like 10 games. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And I think Grant Williams got really frustrated about it the other night in the Clippers game too. Uh, if, If some of that stuff frustrates me. Yeah. I mean, the human element is a portion of coaching that I think we frequently, you know, leave under, appreciated and no that that is a huge part like the star ego management and i mean that i don't mean that in a negative way but like yeah there's a certain level of ego that's going to come with being a star in this league and ultimately in the nba in particular where there's such a small such a small locker room managing that portion of it is a large part of and he seems to have that down he seems to have the respect of those dudes as far as i can tell and as far as reporting goes so no you're right that that is a large part of it and while You've seen some level of success, again, going back to that Western Conference run. You've seen the ways in which the guys seem bought in. Um, that That is worth giving to him in an affirmative manner, especially when you consider, like, I don't think anybody, any of us still look at this roster and go, oh, okay, no, you're clearly, you know, blowing this roster. This roster yeah. is kind of doing <laughs> what it looks like this roster is supposed to do. So I don't know that there's, like, huge uh evidences of neglect per se and i don't know if that's like the standard that it should be but uh, all things considered 12 games in or however many games in i keep saying 12 as if like it's going to stay 12 forever um however many games in i don't i don't feel like i need to um raise the raise that question just yet but i i am going to keep that more in in the front of mind as i look through the Mavs going forward 12 is the age that i am when you said blowing the roster and i just i couldn't that's right i couldn't keep it that's fair he was doing what to the roster? <laughs> I, well, not going to make that joke. We're just going to keep going. We're professionals. We Brand safe over here on Lockdown. <laughs> coming up, why does the defense fall off the cliff without Derek Lively? It's bad. I'll talk about that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered with all kinds of props and odds going into the uh, in the NBA season and the NFL season as it continues to rage on. Check out right now, NBA championship odds. Celtics, number one, plus 370. Nuggets, plus 440. They're second. Bucks, plus 440. I don't, I don't think I would put the Bucks on the same level as the Nuggets right now, but you can get the same odds for them right now. Suns, plus 650. Sixers, plus 1,500. Warriors, plus 1,700. And then... Your Dallas Mavericks, plus 2,100, tied with the Lakers, also at plus 2,100. So you can get those odds right now. If you think the Mavericks are going to win the title, if you're one of those fans, it's like, stop talking so bad about my team. They're going to win the title this year. Put your money where your mouth is, right there, FanDuel.com. And right now, you can put down 5 bucks on any money line, and if you win, you get $150 in bonus bets. That's a guarantee right there, $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on as the NFL season continues on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Explain yourself. Sorry. All right, Reggie, let's talk about some more things we're concerned about. I've been teasing this one for a while. I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned about this. The Mavs defense falls off a cliff without Derek Lively. Tomorrow on the show, bring it in Rafael Barlow. He's coming back to do his victory lap because he was the one on Derek Lively back Almost one full year ago, I think I had I think I had him on the show, and he's told me about Derek Lively. I had no idea who he was because I don't watch any college basketball, and I was like, "All right, by the sounds of this guy, I'm in." And he's been everything that Rafael said he was going to be, so he's going to come on and 
and talk about him and his season so far. But with Derek Lively on the court, the Mavericks have a 114 defensive rating, which is average, 50 percentile, literally right in the middle, like average defense. That is amazing for, the, for this Dallas Mavericks team. Just amazing to be average. When he sits, the Mavericks are give up 121 points per 100 possessions, which is the 12th percentile, which is garbage, poo-poo, awful, terrible. Well, well Nick, that's just because Maxi Cleave is hurt. Don't worry, he'll be back and he'll fix it all. I wish that was the case. The defense falls off so much with Derek Lively. Is this something that you're concerned about? And do you think this is something that's fixable? A thousand percent concerned about this. Um, is it fixable? I don't believe so. Like, I think I've gotten to the place where I'm like, oh, I don't know that this is one that you're going to fix, even with just like an amount of effort. Is it, I mean, you can make it better for certain. I don't know if you can like all the way remedy it. Um, because again, I think this one goes back to like the roster construction. Yes. Um, I, I think a lot of times people consider defense and because like, you know, you play basketball, I played basketball in high school, middle school, whatever, like in the, in those ring rungs of basketball. Yeah, sure. Basket defense is very much just like an effort proposition. You get to these levels of basketball and defense, like there is a talent proposition, like an athleticism and those types of things that also go in with the effort. And the tough part about it is like, you are lacking in those ways. It's one of the things yeah. that we all, we all knew. And so having that backline defender in Derek Lively is huge, but it constantly calls to mind. And, you know, you can have your you know concerns about this comparison in very many different ways. I get it to the Utah Jazz, particularly in the year where uh, the Mavericks did them all the way dirty. And you could remember that series where Rudy Gobert is like he's he's got all the bona fides that he needs as a defensive player in this league. Um, all them cats on the perimeter, uh, Donovan Mitchell and everybody, they were playing Ole defense. And you saw just how far that gets you <laughs> when you have guys just bombarding a good defensive center consistently. It's just like it's not going to go far enough. It'll do a little bit of something that's not going to go far enough. And if you are simply anticipating, even if Derek Lively becomes Tyson Chandler by the end of the year, that is not good enough defensively. That is not going to be enough. There needs to be more around him. And the tough part about that is like you're not seeing them communicate on defense. You're seeing defensive lapses. You're not seeing the rotations be tight. And if those get better, that it gets better. But I just I still don't even know if that's like good enough because against the better teams, one of the things that I noticed is even with Derek Lively on the court, they're getting to the heart of the defense and then they're sidestepping, they're dancing around and they're dropping off passes into the dunker spot and they are beating you to the rack. And they're they're tearing apart the heart of your defense. And that is something that is like. I cannot deal with. And I don't know exactly how you fix that. Yeah. You fix it by getting another backup center. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I think at, at this point, Dwight has not played well enough. Maxi, even he's been out, but he has, he didn't play well enough. And that I don't think Rashawn Holmes is, is going to get there. We'll see. I, I'd like to still give him some more time, but I don't think he'll get to the point where he'll fix the defense or, or even necessarily help the defense. Really. Yeah, Rashawn much. Holmes seems to just have like more veteran savvy. He's just got longer arms than Dwight Powell. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the difference between the two, I think. He gets more rebounds, gets to more shots, and so I'm like, okay, well, let's try him. But they've, I think if they want to fix this, they've got to either add a, a really good defensive wing, yes. and that's, that's hard to do. Everybody wants one of those. Correct. Or change your, change your backup center so that you can kind of run the same thing with Lively in or with somebody else in. The the maxi at, at five was supposed to be the, like, uh, was supposed to be like, all right, we're going to go small and then we'll run a bunch of like five out and do all this. Instead, they decided to run it from the beginning and those lineups just got crushed and uh, just didn't do enough offensively either. And so 
that that hasn't really worked. Dwight Powell has just not been as as good as as he's been in the past, and mm-hmm. and that is a sentence that many <laughs> many Mavs fans would disagree with. Like he's never been good. That's probably what they would say. <laughs> It's just bad. I mean, it's just bad when, when Lively is off. And I think it's it's really bad when the Mavericks are con- like relying this much on a rookie center to be this good. And some of it is like they're not putting too much on his shoulders even. I think that his role is still in the right thing. So I don't think it's bad that they're putting this on Lively. Like I don't think it's bad on, on him as a player. I think it's bad for the team because it's like, like we saw a lot the other night when he misses a game that just yeah. takes them out of a lot of the things that they want to do. And, like, he seems like a tough kid. Like, he seems like yeah. the development, and he's going to come along, right? The problem is not that he is not capable. It's that he's early in the development curve. And so there's only so much you can ask for, of him. And I think going back to, like, that Rudy, Go- Rudy Gobert comparison, even if you get to the high ends of that, there's only so much that you can reasonably expect one out of five players to do to make up for the rest of them. And so that then comes back to the level of effort and connectedness that you get in that is hopefully with this level of roster, if you get that level of connectedness, you can get yourself somewhere close to average, um, all, all things considered. But the thing that you notice is that that's just not there right now. And I don't know what you attribute that to. Maybe you could say they just haven't had enough time together. All right, I guess. But um, when, when that guy is already your vocal leader defensively as well, I have, I have questions because you have a lot of guys that have played in this league. Yeah. I'll say at least it's good when he plays, right? Yes. At least at least there are no not no answers. The answer is Lively plays more. He gets in less foul trouble. He gets to be played more minutes. Like they, you know, rely on him a little bit more and put a little bit more on his plate, just a little bit more, a little bit more. His role's still gonna be the same. So I'm not I'm not worried about that even. Go look at the Pacers right now. With Miles Turner on the court, they have 121 defensive rating. So like they're Gross. terrible even when he's on the court. Like they just don't have an answer for it at all. I, so, I, I I have not watched enough Pacers game. It just seems like that game is entirely up and down. Um, they, but they and who was it? Them and the other team they were playing against 100, 310 points total. Who was that? Was that the Knicks? There's no way that was the Knicks. All star game, basically. What, that was. what we just watched. Uh, also, how much of that is just like your second your second team is um, a bunch of guys who are not it's like bad. Yeah, I mean you're putting in Jane Hardy. I mean Josh Green obviously defensively can do a little something. But especially if he's having to guard up, then it makes it a little difficult on him and those yeah. types of things. So that game was Atlanta, by the way, 157 to 152. Oh, yes. That's so that's so many points. Insane. So I'll say I'm concerned about the the Mavericks that their defense falls off a cliff without Lively. But overall, the Lively thing has been great, and we'll talk about it tomorrow with Raphael. He gets to do his victory lap, and we'll talk about uh, what he's brought and anybody else he's scouting out there. He's been all over the world, so we'll talk yeah, about let's, all let's that. Let's add some more to this. And go check out uh, Reggie Atatula on 105.3 The Fan. How many times are you on this week? Uh, four times this week. Cowboys game on Thursday. Get right. Go get right. 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Appreciate go it. get right on 105.3 The Fan with Reggie. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.